I wasn't able to do anything. I couldn't get up. Um, I was on very heavy drugs. So with my kind of anxiety-driven depression, basically I was sedated um, because um, my anxiety was so high. So all they could really do initially was just to try and get it under control. So I was given a combination of sedatives and heavy sleeping pills. So basically what would happen was I would take these very strong drugs and then I would be knocked out and then I would sort of gradually wake up. And when I woke up, every time I'd have this sort of second when I think, well, maybe I'm okay, you know, and then all the terror would flood back and then I would be screaming and screaming again and then I'd just be giving more drugs. I actually totally had come to terms with the idea that it was fine to die. Um, I just thought, you know, I'd done my best. Sorry, I'm feeling a bit emotional now. Uh, you know, I've had my children, they've got each other, you know, my husband can look after them. I, I actually, I can't go on. It's just pain, it's just too awful. My mother, who has a sort of head richly stocked with poetry and prayer, she would be at my bedside, I'd be holding onto her, and then I would be sort of screaming, saying, I want to die, I want to die. And then she slowly started sort of introducing these rather wonderful healing lines. And the first line, I think, that really spoke to me, which was the sort of first kind of moment in a way of sort of stillness and hope was that she said this line from Corinthians so the sort of the bible in a way is sort of full of poetry and she said this line um, my grace is sufficient for thee my strength is made perfect in weakness and I think that was a really that was the first sort of moment of sort of stirring of positive will because it was a sense that there was some point to what was happening so the pattern with depression is the second episode is worse um, and as I say I did nothing to look at really why I was vulnerable to depression or what was behind this major episode um, and so sure enough it came back and it was worse I was ill for a year by which I mean I was completely incapacitated um, in bed unable to get up unable to do anything uh, I know how incapacitated I was because I didn't do a single school run for a year and uh, one of our children was giving a um, feeling emotional again, but one of our children was given a prize for bravery at his school because, you know, I hadn't been able, his mother hadn't been able to take him to school for a year. Um, so it was completely debilitating. I wasn't able to be a wife, mother, um, I ceased to be a journalist. And it, that was about nine years ago, and that was the point when I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to really look at this thing called depression. What a really good therapist can do is you can internalise a different voice in your head so you could say I had two kind of clashing voices in my head, and I still have them. So I have a kind of depressive voice, which is always there, which is a kind of not good enough, um, very anxious striving, uh, pushing myself very hard, um, which does have roots in childhood. I also went to a very competitive school. Um, so there's that voice, but I think what I've, what I've built up uh, a lot through therapy is another voice, which is a much gentler compassionate voice um which is a kind of good enough voice and you know the anxious striving voice will always be there but I now have a different kind of internal narrative which I've sort of internalized what my therapist taught me so in a typically sort of trigger situation which in the past would have really set my anxiety racing I now feel I have much more of a choice about how to respond. My personal story has become my professional story. So basically now I learned that trying to make a tiny difference to others is actually really important for my mental health. And actually what I find talking to other people is that sometimes we choose jobs to which we're not very suited. So actually for me, being a very anxious person working in a newsroom in the Times was not a very good environment for me. 
So I now run workshops for mental health charities um, and I work alongside mental health charities and I'm a volunteer at our local prison and I work with the education department there because there's a huge number of mental health problems in prisons. And I feel that, you know, there's a nice line, um, again, from the Bible, but the Bible is full of poetry. He says, he going through the Vale of Baca, make of it a well. And the Vale of Baca is the desert. And I think there is something that... I feel something positive has come out of a very, very dark period. I mean, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, and I passionately believe that if we can aim for prevention rather than cure. But even so, it has made me who I am. And it does inform my professional working life, which I find really rewarding. And I wouldn't wish to go back to my earlier life.